0: Welcome to the podcast that no
1: one asked for The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird
2: Where erotic fanfiction helps pop culture pop a boner and we all get to laugh about it
1: I'm Allie Lefevre I'm Lindsay Rush
2: I'm Danny Chapman And this is Fangasm The following podcast is rated H for horny It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own
1: Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm anxious. Just kidding. Yes, it's election day in the United States. So nerves are shot, anxieties are high.
2: I feel like no matter what, this will not age well. So
1: Yeah. Uh, we don't have to say much.
2: We are thrilled to be here. And we are just so grateful to everybody that helped make Votegasm a resounding success. Yes. We think. Stay tuned. <laughs>
1: I'd like to think that we are the reason for an uptick in uh, people getting out to vote. Well- Definitely. And didn't we get scooped by The Daily Show?
2: Obviously. Not
0: really, but they also did a vote-gasm play, and we can just say in our hearts that we were the inspiration. Yes, absolutely.
2: We're riding that wave.
0: (laughs) But yeah, this is a whole new season. This is season 15, or as we're calling it-
2: Season 15. 15, Which, thank you to Beers Beats Babes on Twitter (laughs) for the suggestion. We had- Quite a few different options, but I think filth teen, not only do we need it now more than ever, Mm. I think it's going to live up to its promise because I've looked at the story Mm
1: -hmm. and it's pretty filthy. So (laughs) Excellent.
2: There is sex for sure. So
1: this is not a slow burn. This is not a season three, last episode. This is a
2: fiery ball of fucking, if we may.
1: Yeah. I did a word search for
0: cock and it came up like over 40 times, I think, and it's (laughs) Only six episodes, so things are happening.
2: And you know what they say, when in doubt, go to the data. The data, (laughs) trust the scientists.
0: Yes, data is sexy. (sighs) But I think we have a very special little way we wanted to open this because we got an email from someone who is now iconic. And I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to read the email.
2: Yeah, no foreplay. Let's get to it.
0: Let our listeners in. (laughs) Okay, so the subject line is Cheryl dot dot dot. I am so sorry. (laughs) Okay, here's the email. Hello. I want to start off by telling you guys how wonderful you are. Your podcast makes me look forward to Tuesdays after work on my commute home where I can enjoy the content uninterrupted. I'm a fairly new listener. My boyfriend actually recommended this podcast to me last year. I binged the Game of Thrones seasons voraciously, both of them. Then I took a fangasm hiatus after the Game of Thrones seasons. I happened to look you guys up on Spotify in August, and I saw that there was a new season, and I've been listening to it episode by episode, and the suspense is killing me. So to fill the fangasm void on the other six days of the week, I decided to commit to following the fanny pack and also binging the older episodes. I remember following the fanny pack about a week ago when I had just gotten to my office at work, and I remember the question, What's our names? And I input a response quickly and began my day. I knew for a fact that I'd gotten Allie and Danny's name correct, but I knew the name I wrote down for Lindsay was not even close. <laughs> Flash forward to yesterday when I finally got to press play after a long work day. You guys mentioned about someone getting Lindsay's name incorrect and calling her Cheryl. I'm uncertain if it was me or not, but the direction you took this error made my whole day. I smiled so hard it made my face hurt. I don't know why the name Lindsay never seemed to stick for me, (laughs) but maybe in my heart it was saying that you were a Cheryl of HR in your past life. I regret nothing. Keep being awesome. I love you guys. And she said we could use her name because she's proud to be a listener, and that's Tina Rutland. (laughs) From Cheryl, Lindsay, it doesn't stick. (laughs) We love you, and thank you for the bit. I mean, wonderful mistake to make.
1: That was great. I can't believe.
2: A highlight of 2020.
1: It really is. I love that Tina... Knew that it was likely her that effed it up when she input the names. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But
0: also, I like that she's like, could be me, could not be me. Because she's so certain that other people would think I was Cheryl. (laughs) Like, maybe other people out there were like, Allie, Danny, Cheryl.
2: I have been finding, just like from a mental health standpoint, that like where before I had never run out of steam, I am now running out of steam in certain areas. So I, I totally feel the energy of, I got the first two... I'm going to put Cheryl in and be done. I got stuff I got to (laughs) do.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't have the space for it. Right. I can't be bothered searching.
2: If you have something in your life and you're just like, just Cheryl it. Just (laughs) fill it in, Cheryl. Call it Cheryl.
0: Now more than ever, just Cheryl it because everyone's just trying to get through. It feels like that was a true crime podcast. We, like, found the person We should have turned that into an episodic thing.
1: Please come forward if you have also called Lindsay uh, Stephanie in any of the (laughs) entry into our group questions. (laughs) I think we've had Stephanie. I think we've had like Leslie. So if you think that was you.
0: Also, just to be nitpicky, even in this Cheryl apology email, she spelled Lindsay wrong every time. (laughs) (laughs) Tina. I can't get no satisfaction.
1: Tina can't win. Lindsay can't win. Cheryl can't win. Uh Oh, boy. Oh, man. Great stuff. That reminds Uh, me of, it was Marco's birthday when that guy at the bar kept calling you Katie. Remember you were getting really PO'd because he kept going, you look like a Katie.
0: To me? Yeah, remember? No. Yeah, he
1: was someone that was at the party that was a little uh, drunk and he kept (laughs) going, you look like a Katie. And you go, no, I don't. I don't look like a Katie. And I go, well, you kind of look like a Katie and you were so mad.
0: (laughs) I mean, I look like everything. I could be a Katie, a Megan. You know, like a McKinsey, like I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just a gal from Minnesota trying to get by. <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh,
2: we do have a new name that we'll be uh, introducing to many listeners today of our ship. Oh, yeah. Should we tease what's coming or should we do that in the story?
0: We have, I think, two more little announcements to make. That's right. Before we reveal that, one of which is if you are a dong, If you support us on Patreon, we are going to be releasing a quickie over the holidays when the pod is on hiatus. So Mm -hmm. that's a good reason to go on and join so that you never have to miss, never have to miss a beat. And then I think we also have a song.
1: So Dan Dan, a Canadian who is a a tried and true listener of the pod. She sent in a parody song of On a Roll by Ashley O. Miley Cyrus, which came from a Black Mirror episode. And it's about Raylo. So we're going to play that at the end of the episode. Um, She actually sent it in after we had recorded season 14. So it's been kind of just sitting and waiting for it to be revealed. So we're going to have it at the end of the app. It's delightful. It's wonderful. And yeah, so stay tuned for that. Perfect. Okay, I say
0: introduce the story, Danny. Do it, author ship.
2: Okay, well, first of all, because we're newer to the Star Wars fandom, it's like we get to discover all the magic, all the ship names, all the stuff. So I was so excited because I loved this name of the ship that we're about to read about, which is drumroll please, Sky Solo.
1: Oh, oh, good.
2: So the story, as it was by the incredible Angel Denbro, has written a Luke Skywalker Han Solo love fic, so we're getting some slash, we're getting some original trilogy, we're making a first pit stop to Tatooine, Ooh, woo, woo. so fear not, we will no longer be hawking the wares of the gig economy, <laughs> but we are finally, we have reached our destination to a galaxy far, far away, um, but if you don't know what's happening in Star Wars, you don't know who Luke Skywalker or Han Solo is, uh, you've got to get out from under that rock, and <laughs> don't worry, this is steamy
1: out from (laughs) under that meteor. We're out of the grocery store into the galaxy. I like that transition. (laughs) From the cart to the stars.
0: (laughs) It's more like it's not insta heart anymore. It's like insta hard on.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: That's what it appears. So.
2: So we're super excited. Um, Thank you, Angel Denbrough, for the opportunity to read your work. And yeah, I think Ellie, you're kicking it off.
0: I'm ready. Yeah. Do you want to read this little um, preview?
1: Yes. Little summary. Okay. Han and Luke go back to Tatooine to celebrate their anniversary, walk down memory lane, and see how far they've come from the moment when they first met. Woo! Fluff and sex ensues. And the title was from As It Was by Hosier. So that was the inspo for the title of the story.
2: Yes. Lindsay, do you want to sing the song before we get in? I don't
0: I'm know. Gonna...
2: <laughs> do you want to sing all of Hosier?
0: <laughs> the only Hosier song I know is Take Me to Church. Actually, I know a few. Take me to Tatooine. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> wow. So good. Is that hosier on the pad? <laughs> Hello? <Yeah>. Hello? Hosier? <laughs> Cheryl? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh.
1: Okay, so it starts with a lyric. Whatever here that's left of me is yours just as it was, just as it was, baby, before the otherness came and before I knew its name. Oh, wow. Take me, <laughs> Take me to Tatooine. Take me to
0: Tatooine. You have to say Tatooine so fast it kills me. <laughs> Take me to Tatooine.
1: <laughs> Gesundheit. tight <laughs> Luke could be the starry-eyed boy from Tatooine with Han. The wonder and awe in life was not lost on him yet. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of a war, that seemed to rest on the shoulders most of the time, Luke could lose himself in Han's carefree selfishness. He was an escape, an indulgence, maybe even a guilty pleasure some days. Things could be as they were, and his problems could be pushed to the back of his mind, if only for a moment. It's so relevant to this exact day. It really is.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. We're just looking for a little escape.
1: We are. (laughs) Lindsay, I feel like those little stars are d dudes. They are dudes. I make them magical. Yeah. Oh wow. Perfect. It sounded like C3PO did those. That's true. (laughs) The C and C3PO could be Cheryl. (laughs) C three P dudes. (laughs) I love it. When Luke was convinced of something, he really was convinced of it, and there was no changing his mind. All Skywalkers were born stubborn like that. Luke was heartset on spending their one-year anniversary on Tatooine, his home planet, as well as where Luke and Han met by chance, or as Luke liked to think of it, as Force willed it. It was written in the many stars of the vast galaxy that they had explored and traveled together. Luke would often say, Han never being one for the sentimental would be fine with anything as long as their anniversary day started and ending with him being with Luke and started and ending with him making love to Luke. Making love, as the innocent and timid farm boy put it, fucking him until he saw stars. (laughs) And not just the ones he'd see looking out the window of the Falcon as the scruffy looking space smuggler put it. (laughs) But obviously Luke would want to make it special and Han was fine with that. Anything to make the kid happy.
2: You gotta fuck end your day. (laughs)
0: I feel like Fuck Him Till I See Stars is a good episode title contender. I think it's great. I think it's a good
2: Hozier song lyric.
0: <laughs> I also read in the notes this author said that they have Han calling Luke kid as a term of endearment, not because he's under it. Like, I think in this, they're 26. and I know there's an age gap, but Luke is very much an adult in this, just so that people know.
1: Yeah
2: co-co-co-consent co-co-co- concert. Co-co-co-co legal age <laughs> yoop, yoop, yoop. <laughs> I like that at the start he's like you know they're stubborn like all skywalkers you know Luke gets it from his dad some <laughs> people are intent on destroying the galaxy <laughs> others on fucking till they see stars
1: <laughs> he get it from his daddy yeah
2: <laughs> Luke uses the force grip like you're gonna get me jewelry on Tatooine <laughs> for our anniversary
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, not that Han even knew how to celebrate anniversaries properly, anyways. If he was being honest, which was very unlike him, but people change, and Han himself was proof of that.
2: He just recently discovered calendars. <laughs> it was it was more of a technical issue than an emotional yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do they know what days in the galaxy? There's so many opportunities. Like ours revolve around the sun, but when there's like a million suns, how long is a day?
1: Google finally got translated for the Star Wars galaxy. I like that. <laughs> But people change and Han himself was proof of that. He didn't know how to celebrate anniversaries because he'd never stayed with anyone long enough to have to plan a dinner or even remember the date itself. Just I feel like him and Chewie had like a really long Did he never celebrate Chewie's birthday or <laughs> Wookie neglected for years? <laughs> Before Luke Han could only vaguely recall any sort of long-term stable relationship that went deeper than friends with benefits <laughs> or at least remembering the person's name the night after. Han was happy Luke had his heart set on doing something. Han had no flair for the sentimental, but he was happy for Luke to teach him. Luke rather liked finally being the more experienced between the two. Sure, Luke was by no means Han's first fuck, but he was Han's first kiss on the cheek, and that meant a great deal more to both of them. Sweet. Do you guys remember your first kiss on the cheek? I don't know if I remember that. That doesn't feel pivotal to me.
2: I feel like he was living with his aunt and uncle- in the absolute abyss with no kisses. Yeah. So maybe the first one could have stood out a little more. Yeah,
0: true. Well, or if Han only did Friends with Benefits, you don't like do a lot of tender moments there necessarily. Yeah. This was the first like sweet romantic moment.
1: A little kiss on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Han had changed in many ways since that chance encounter with a smart mouth farmhand and his elder teacher. Morally, sure. Emotionally, definitely. Han had become two things he never anticipated becoming in all his years – a hero, and a boyfriend. Aww. Luke made Han want to change. Luke made Han like the person he was slowly starting to become. That was one of Han's favorite things about Luke. In fact, he was such a kind and patient optimist. He'd love you until there was something to love about yourself.
2: He went from solo to <laughs> so in love.
0: <laughs> we, we call him Han duo when he's linked up with someone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he had gone from Han solo to <laughs> hands a duo.
1: He dropped the D.S. from his name.
2: He changed in many ways from shaving his pubes to letting them grow out now that he had a
1: boyfriend. (laughs) The second the ship landed, Luke grabbed Han's hand, Han's hand, (laughs) say that four times fast, Han's hand to pull him down to the stairs and onto the course and sandy ground that awaited him, waiting to see him again. Fuck. Han was already starting to sweat. He forgot how this planet was. Uh, You've missed hot, how hot this planet was. Oh, he forgot how hot this planet was. Thanks, Cheryl, for keeping me honest.
2: <laughs> you know how this planet is.
0: Yeah, he forgot how is. this planet was. You know, I don't need to go into you detail. Know this planet being planet, why was he sweating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Luke didn't mind. In fact, he loved the vagaries of the description of this planet. <laughs> he, in fact, loved it. He was always cold. Han figured it was because of how he had grown up in a literal sandbox his entire life. But Luke, being cold all the time, was endearing to him. It gave him the opportunity to be somewhat chivalrous for once and offer Luke his jacket.
2: Hey, I know you're cold. Here's my vest.
1: (laughs) Here's my vest?
0: (laughs) I hope only your chest is cold. I hope your arms aren't chilly. (laughs)
2: Useless.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Han. Uh, and it always made Luke so cuddly, bearing himself against Han every night to keep from shivering. Space was so cold and Luke loved Han because he carried warmth with him wherever he went. Smosely. <laughs> Does he have just like a light linen shirt on under his vest?
2: He, maybe he has like an extra. He definitely has jackets other types. Got it, got it. Mostly sexy
1: Just vests. sexy vests, got it. The way Luke's eyes lit up and his tanned cheeks glowed, the slightest hue of pink when he blushed whenever Han gave him his jacket or held him tight to calm his shivers was always too cute. Luke was easy to please, or maybe he was so easy to please because he was so in love with Han. Either way, Han thought it was so sweet. Han experienced emotions for him like he had for no other. Love was in such excess in his heart that he felt sick. So much love that he felt silly for feeling it. That's how I feel about Matt,
0: right, honey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is silly. <laughs> this is, this is si- so much. This, this, is, is,
0: this is silly.
1: This silly feeling. <laughs> Han was still trying to unlearn his old means of self-preservation and break down his old barriers. It was hard, but not impossible. He thanked Luke every day for the greatest gift of all while he tried to do this, patience, which was a particular virtue Han was not well equipped with. So, so far, all Han brings to the table is a warm vest. <laughs> He's a liar. He's not patient. He's, selfish. <laughs> He's That's, selfish.
0: They said he loved his selfishness. He's just a hot body.
2: An escape.
0: <laughs> Luke, can't you find a vest somewhere else? <laughs> Luke, go to Patagonia. They have so many vests.
1: Ask every finance bro in Chicago. You can find so many vests. The Patagonia Galaxy. <laughs> mm. Luke was taking in deep breaths and exhaling out the dry, dry air. And that was so dry, it almost hurt to breathe. But Luke loved being here. Han watched Luke come alive under the heavy heat, making the bleak and arid desert look beautifully chromatic with its radiating beauty. He was like an oasis in this awful place. The only export Tatooine should ever be proud of. Oh, that's Aww. cute.
2: You know, um, the new Gaga album is called Chromatica, and her first music video, she's like dancing in the desert. Yeah. So I just love the idea of them like <laughs> walking by as she's just like doing her full <laughs> dance drive. With like Ariana Grande.
1: Sub Gaga. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, touring.
1: <laughs> the only good thing Tatooine ever exported besides Lady Gaga. <laughs> Or at least Han thought so anyway. Luke could make anything look better, anything be more enjoyable. But maybe Han only thought so because he was so in love with Luke. Han often wondered how such a person could come from a dreary place. The longer he spent here, the more he was in complete awe of him. And how Luke could have grown with such prominent hope and belief in a better life when he had come from a place with not much to hope for. Han listened intently as Luke showed him around the planet. It had been a year and changed since he had last been here. Hey, hey, welcome
2: to my home planet. I'm going to start off in Paris and then we'll <laughs> hop and skip over to Bali and then I'll take you to Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a tour of my planet.
0: Yeah, it's like the Bachelor <laughs> hometowns, right? This is home planets.
1: <laughs> Here's my home planet. <laughs> Nothing probably had changed, though. As Han looked around, it seemed that the Outer Rim was the only place in the galaxy where time virtually stood still. They're definitely going to the Outer Rim at some point in yeah. the story. It's mm-hmm. so an Outer Rim job. <laughs> that's happening it happening for sure. <laughs> Next up, Outer <laughs> Rim, by episode two of Fangasm. A war was going on, but you wouldn't know that if you lived here. A war they were in the middle of fighting. A war they should be fighting now. The couple had taken an unapproved leave of absence from the Rebellion for this odd little trip down memory lane. There be hell to pay once they return to this base. There be hell to pay once they (laughs) return to the base. Arr! (laughs) Han was sure Leia had long since discovered they were away and had probably left several scolding messages to him via the hollow networks. Short for hologram.
0: <laughs> Part of the Grammogram
1: Network. Thank you very much. <laughs> for sure. It's our Space Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C- calling him a bad influence on Luke or her current favorite insult for him, a scruffy-looking son of a Gungan, <laughs> Ooh, but only half as smart. She'd always add, just as soon as he turned turn his back to leave. She'd always say it with the intention of him hearing it, but with a subtlety that allowed her to lie and claim he was hearing things if he called her on it. Han recalled the last time he heard her say that to him and almost missed her. Han almost laughed out loud at the thought of annoying her, the thought of her furiously calling him as she often did whenever he managed to convince Luke to go AWOL for a few days after weeks of convincing. Somehow the argument of, we might lose this war so we might as well go out on a trip and I can fuck you somewhere that isn't a base, didn't work on Luke the first time. Sure, but only to see other planets in the galaxy. Yeah, right. You can only get walked in on by other members of the rebellion so many times before it cross the line between arousing exhibitionism to the inconvenience so many times. Luke followed Han wherever he went for many reasons, and none of them were to sightsee. <laughs> Luke could feign innocence with the rest of the galaxy who saw him as the golden boy. He couldn't do that with Han, not as frequently at least. The passage of time and the carnage of war had not had its impact on the unchanging sands of Tatooine. Things were as they were. Han almost envied the people here, but then he felt the strong suns sting his skin and his jealousy stopped dead in its tracks. Han had been to Tatooine many times, but he never thought of it as anything more than a dry desert planet in the outer rim in the middle of nowhere. But he had grown to like it through the stories Luke had told. He had a weird sort of nostalgia for a childhood that wasn't his, and despite his complaining, Luke liked it too. He showed Han where he would race with his friends as a child, the vast empty space of the empty desert that seemed to go on forever, where he would go to clear his head. He showed Han where his childhood home was and felt the sand beneath his feet, telling the story of how the ashy ground was all that remained of Luke's childhood memories. All the remnants of his aunt and uncle and the quiet life that used to stand where they stood turned to ash.
2: This is like, you know, when you go to somebody's hometown and they're showing all the stuff that you don't give a shit about? (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's your middle school? Cute. (laughs) Like oh that's your that's the desert where you deserted oh another desert
0: (laughs) oh so that's the the racing there's the racing desert and that's the thinking desert and that's the family desert
2: oh oh this is where you buy old robots cool oh the ones in your apartment love those
0: must be like when someone takes someone home to Arizona you're just like yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's where you had lightsaber practice that's so cute. cute. Whenever I go back to Matt's hometown because he lives in, like, the middle of nowhere, it's just – that's where we used to go drink in a field. That's where we used to play basketball, and that's my home. No, Allie, there's one more (laughs) that you said, and that's our favorite
0: gas station pizza. Isn't that the only pizza place in his town is from a gas station? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Casey's Pizza. They go bonkers over it. they would be like, you guys want to get Casey's? And it's like attached to a gas station. They have like a taco pizza. It's, you know, no one's judging. Probably get a lot of hate mail over that from folks in the Midwest. Taco pizza has its place.
2: I think we have to try it for, we're going to have to yeah. try it for science.
1: Yeah. They laugh together as Luke recounted his days of moisture farming. <laughs> I feel like that's also another <laughs> sexual innuendo to come. And I'll, that's like beating off. They call it moisture farming and uh, <laughs> tattooing.
0: Moisture farming sounds like planting your seed, which sounds like coming
1: inside of someone. It feels like you can walk it back yeah. all the way there. <laughs>
0: Moisture farming is what they say when you
1: <laughs> don't wear a condom. That's mm. Sexy. Sexy. They laughed together as Luke recounted his days of moisture farming and all the ways it could surprisingly go <laughs> wrong. It still works, That's just true. like inseminating <laughs> someone. As well as explaining what the hell of moisture farming was to Han, who still didn't really get it. He recounted all the reckless pranks Luke and his childhood friends would play on the Tuscan Raiders, as dangerous as it was. There wasn't really much else besides Tuscan Raiders and sand, so the local kids had to make the best of it. Surprisingly, Han didn't take well to those stories. That's dangerous. You could have died, Han said, wrapping his arm tighter around Luke's waist, pulling him closer as they gazed at the two sunsets of the sand planet. Luke chuckled at that. Han, of all people, telling someone something was dangerous and was to be avoided. Han questioned the words as soon as they left his lips as well. Never had he felt such concern and a need to protect another person before. He wanted to laugh, even though it wasn't really all that funny. The longer he thought about it, he was an entirely different person from the one Luke had first met on this very planet. <laughs> there Luke was, finally getting Han to do one thing he thought he'd never do, <sighs> care.
0: <laughs> and this is so sweetly written.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. It's adorable. Although it's a PSA for every person dating an asshole yeah. to like, you know. I'll change him. They're somehow going to change them. Yeah. They'll start wearing yeah. full jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll get him to wear sleeves. You just wait. He's a bad boy, but I'm coming his way with two sleeves. (laughs) The sleeves he never saw coming.
2: His heart on one of them.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, his heart on his sleeves. (laughs) Not only were they celebrating the one year anniversary of their relationship, they were also sort of celebrating the one year anniversary of the first time Han Solo developed concern. (laughs) Luke looked up at him with big blue eyes, moving his legs over on top of Hans's as they cuddled on the cliff's edge around nightfall, the most comfortable time of the day on Tatooine, when the sweltering heat of the burning suns would finally be tolerable. I could have died, but I didn't. And Luke paused, trying to think of the best way to articulate how he was feeling. He often felt so much at once, and that problem was only made worse by his newfound connection with the Force. It was hard to put those feelings into words sometimes. It was never a challenge of being afraid to be vulnerable. He was never afraid to be vulnerable with Han. The trouble was always in conveying exactly what caused that vulnerability. And I'm sure glad I didn't, because I would have never fallen in love with you. Han, not really knowing what to say in romantic situations, kissed Luke's lips softly, a kiss significant despite its brevity, letting that speak for him. And it said all it needed to say. Han never used to kiss anyone like this, and he melted into Luke's velvety smooth lips every time. They also cried together. Han holding him close as Luke told him the worst parts about living somewhere so bleak and hopeless, having almost no way out of such a secluded planet a place the furthest thing away from exciting. And then as he would complain, he would get struck with a pang of guilt and start to cry. He hated to sound so ungrateful for the life given to him by his aunt and uncle. He knew it wasn't the easiest task and they did the best with what little they had and the heartbreaking recounting of Luke's finding his aunt and uncle dead and burned by the stormtroopers while he was out with Ben Kenobi and his troublesome little droids, still feeling guilt to this very day that he wasn't there and his innocent aunt and uncle were. It was his fault, after all, that they were looking for his droids. Han's heart ached at this. He hated the thought of Luke harboring so much guilt for something he had no control over. He hated the thought of Luke finding that sight without him, wishing he had been there to hold him in his strong embrace, kissing him and telling him it would all be okay, just as he was doing now. The end of this chapter.
0: It looks like sexy stuff starts to happen right at the kickoff of episode two. I like how we're like, guys, buckle up. It's all smut. And then we're like, the tenderness of the
1: romance. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta set the tone.
2: We're building that character. Building this world.
1: Mm, mm, I love it. Okay. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your saber up up or or down? Down. Take me to Tatooine. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Okay, so that was so beautiful and romantic, and we got this awesome foundation of their relationship, and wow, Han really made a 180 in his, (laughs) sounds like every aspect of his personality pretty much. But they are in love, and I think my my wand is up. My wand is up for love. It was a little somber of an ending of this episode, but you know, yeah. it's just you know setting the stakes of the relationship. I like it.
2: Lens,
0: my my saber is up for love, and I was working on this joke in my head this whole episode, barely listening. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> of like Han, Han, his Han. <laughs> Wow. Oh, no. Uh-oh. His hands are so low. I was trying to think and of getting it. getting lower? Yeah, like take, taking his hands so low, but maybe I'll save it for next episode. The point is my saber's up. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, I don't know. I've had a lot of caffeine and it's only 11. You've got one week to work that joke out. Okay, I'm going to work it out. <laughs> the
2: lower is Hans, the wh- higher yours, your saber. My, yeah. my
0: saber, yeah. When Hans so low. When Hans so low, we, we my saber go, he goes high. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was like a poorly translated ad.
0: <laughs> Guys, we're we're doing our best.
2: <laughs> um, my saber is up. I mean, you know, it, this are real emotions here. That yeah, going home might trigger that these feelings. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see them get it on. Um, I love that we're definitely in space and um i also love that the war is still going on while this is all happening because mm-hmm. i think we often i think george lucas really missed out on a lot of sex um that probably was happening yeah and it actually sounds like it was inconveniencing people which i also love like i imagine them boning while Chewie's like we gotta go and he's like i gotta finish and then <laughs> it's like Quit having sex while we're, you know, while we're on the Death Star in the
1: Falcon. Uh, Everybody's watching. Yeah.
2: I picture, you know, like uh they show like the cut from each of the TIE fighters, you know, and like all their ships are like rocking, yeah. and they're like holding on. And then theirs is rocking, but they're still s- stuck on the planet. Just boning.
0: <laughs> I'm not used to driving this thing. <laughs>
2: oh, where the fuck? Where the fuck are hot and <laughs>
1: The sky oh Solo, they're bringing it up the rear. <laughs> sky Solo, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Okay, this is gonna be a fun story. I'm excited for. I'm excited season too. filth teen. I think we're gonna have a filth for five more episodes. So, uh, you know. Let's marinate in love for a while because we'll be marinating in love juice <laughs> later on. We need it. Thank you
0: again to Angel and Bro because
1: this is so beautifully written and we're really excited to keep going, to get deeper. Mm-hmm. Yes. And stay tuned. At the end of the episode, we're going to play the song submitted by Dan Dan from Can Can. And yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> bloop, woop, bloop, bloop, bloop. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm.
2: For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com.
0: For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave
1: a review, but only if it's nice.
2: 10 points for nice reviews.